This is Face the Music, a Jeff Lynn's Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 200, Time of Our Life. Our Life is the ninth track on From Out of Nowhere. In the October 2019 Soda Jerker, Jeff Lynn said, When I thought about Time of Our Life, it was just thinking about Wembley. I was thinking about it a lot when I was writing it, because it was such an exciting time to be top of the bill at Wembley. It was amazing for me because I'd packed it in 30 years before, and the crowd were all there. 60,000 people were going down fantastically well so I could not tell the story of it. It was so important to me that I had to write a song about it. We did telephone line on the night and they were all singing so loud. The crowd there was unbelievable. They were as loud as us and we had a 200,000 watt PA. I loved it. You could hear this crowd going, singing telephone line. So I nicked a bit of that because you always have some audience mics just to get the applause to record onto the master of the soundtrack of the film. So I got that and dubbed it into the new song. 60,000 mobile phones all shining down on us, and when we struck up with telephone line, they do the answer, sings, oh, telephone line. It sounds a little bit rough because the audience mics, but it was a lot of fun. I thought there's a bit of a sort of autobiographical thing. I should carry on with that. In the November 10th, 2019 online issue of Louder, Jeff said, I was so nervous about the show, but it was great to do it and have it be a success. Everybody loved it. The nerves stop when you get on and do the first number, and everyone goes mad. And the age groups are unbelievable. It's 10-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 60-year-olds, and all the kids know all the words. We're all going to have so much fun. We'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your... I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsensen. And this was the second single from the album. And we did a quickie cast about it. And this is what we thought about the song on October 25th, 2019. Time of Our Lives is dull, unnecessarily self-referential, horribly written, and a disappointment all around. I like the song. So I liked the song in 2019. As for here in 2022, I still like the song. Actually, I think I like it better now than I did back in 2019. I mean, it's still the same kind of 1990 sound that Jeff Lynne's been milking for 30 years, but he packs it with a metric ton of wizzets that at least makes it interesting in the same soundness. I love the telephone line reference. 
Although for some reason I thought it went on longer. I like the synthesizer in the background going. But the thing that I actually liked most about it that made me really like the song is Jeff is singing about himself. You don't get that with a lot of ELO songs. And when he does sing about how he feels about something that happened to him, it's shrouded in poetic prose or the lyrics are so vague they could apply to anyone. There's none of that here. There is no doubt that this is how he felt about something wonderful that happened to him. And that brings me into the joy he felt that night. And I like it when artists do this. They don't hide behind their art letting a little bit of themselves peek out. They burst right out and say, this is me. It makes me feel closer to them because they're telling me something about themselves. That's how you bond with an audience. You share your life's joys and disasters with them. He said that he maybe he should do more autobiographical stuff. And I agree because I get to learn something about somebody that I like and that I'm interested in as opposed to just putting out song after song of she loves me, I love her, I love her, she doesn't love me. We don't love each other, but we used to love each other, but now we don't love each other, and I'm either bitter or depressed about it. Repeat. Yeah, I agree that that old pattern of I love you, you love me, I don't love you, that needs to be broken up occasionally. Yeah. If you could make an entire song called Ode to a Sheep. (laughs) But anyway, on with time of our life. Ah. Okay, so I'm trying to stall because, oh, there it is. Okay, I ordered it. It showed up a little bit oh, late. I see. It is fried crow. Uh-huh. Deep fried crow. Oh, good. So if, if you're going to eat crow, you might as well have some hot sauce and some nice crispy batter on it. Mm-hmm. And a bottle of Mexican Coca-Cola. Exactly. So... Okay, this song, I really gave it a bad rating on that quickie cast. Yeah. I really went after it, and for the most part, I think I was wrong. (laughs) Music is not that bad. I think at the time, it was just, I felt it was more of a vanity thing. I don't get that vibe from it now. I just get that, huh, I had fun and I want to sing about it vibe. I don't know if I was in a mood or if I had accidentally started growing a little bit too much beard on my neck where I was thinking of going out and buying a fedora or something. Um, (laughs) Trilby, not a fedora. But I just have to admit, it is not a bad song. In fact, it's a very catchy, memorable song and it does have a lot of nice wizards in there. It does still sound like a lot of what he's been doing forever. I think it might be just contrasting it with after hearing everything on Alone in the Universe Mm. and some of the other stuff on From Out of Nowhere that this is now in more of a context for me. (laughs) Yeah. And in the context of everything else, it is a pretty good song. It is something I would put on a playlist I don't know, this time around it's got me at me and my friend Phil or whatever, and (laughs) (laughs) and it works. I am kind of glad it does, because occasionally if I have to admit that I'm wrong, at least I can admit that I'm wrong and enjoy something rather than have to (laughs) (laughs) really, really um, 
look at myself and wonder why I liked something at some <laughs> point because I think saying that I do like something now that I didn't like then shows more of an evolution rather than oh my god what was I thinking <laughs> <laughs> Well, one of the perks of being awesome is that I'm never wrong, so I never have to go through that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Phil is mentioned here. That's Phil Hatton, which I believe his actual job title is Lynn Wrangler. Uh, he's been with Jeff probably since before ELO. Other than Telephone Line, there is another reference to another ELO song in here. I don't know if it was intentional or if it just was what naturally fit the song. But at the start of the instrumental break in the middle there, it sounds a lot like a bit of the verse and guitar solo from The Way Life's Meant to Be. As I wander around this wreck of a town where people... Probably not intentional. I'm surprised there isn't more in intentional riffing on different ELO songs on this. For some reason, I think I've there was more but there really isn't it's uh. yeah see i wonder if he just kept doing that and oh everybody had a great time with that sweet talking woman and and it was like a dream world in el dorado or something like that i think maybe that would have crossed that line between hey this is a great song about a great night with him and turn into uh is he just gonna rattle off elo titles throughout this song it's one of the reasons that i get irritated with some yes songs oh they like to reference their old stuff. Well, mm. John Anderson likes to reference his old stuff occasionally. I don't mind that once in a while. If Jeff rattled through them all in this one song, it just would have seemed more like a commercial for the ELO discography than a yeah. wonderful night that Jeff had. I think that's kind of what I was thinking, is I think I heard the telephone line thing, and my mind shut off <laughs> at that particular point. Okay, here we go. Yeah. But, no, it... He doesn't really do that. It's just talking about a fun evening playing, and it actually is a cute little song. Yeah, you know, if I was Jeff Lynn, I'd absolutely write a song about that night. Because the last time he took ELO out on tour, it was a catastrophic dumpster fire. When he went on tour for the Zoom album in 2001, ticket sales were so bad that they canceled their tour a month or two after it was announced. And I think just in Jeff Lynn's mind, okay, ELO's done. I'm going to put it on a shelf and just be a producer and put out my own stuff every once in a while. So 16 years later or whatever it was to discover that people are just screaming for an ELO concert and then to put it on and have 60,000 people show up. And when people hear 60,000 people showed up, I don't think they realize how big a deal that is. A lot of bands have sold out stadiums before. It's just a huge number to hard to fit into your head but doing this podcast i can really appreciate that number and the first week an episode is released we'll get 300 400 listens we get a thousand fifteen hundred a week overall but that's people listening to old episodes discovering us making their way through the series so if you can get sixty thousand people to pay to see you do your thing without being a dim-witted ass just to get attention or use sex to sell your rotten music, that is an accomplishment, even if you do it at every show. We give it away for free here, and we only get 400 people to notice a new episode. So to go from canceling your last tour because nobody was buying tickets, to selling out one of the biggest stadiums in the world, 
I think that's song-worthy. If I got 60,000 listens for one episode of this podcast, I'd write a song about it. It would suck. It would be terrible, because yeah. I don't have the skills that <laughs> Jeff Lynn does. But, yeah, I'd write a song about it. We've got something to say about time of our life. Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Happy days are here again. We had the time of our life. Well, hey, this is Troy with my thoughts on time of our life. Now, I should preface my remarks by saying that with the exception of Bo Diddley and possibly Yellow Balloon, I'm not a fan of self-referential songs, but this isn't Are You Jimmy Ray? Of course, it's not Bo Diddley either, but um, I love the song. And I'm going to give Jeff a pass on this one because he's expressing the way he felt going back to Wembley Stadium after decades and seeing all the people there, 60,000 people. And he could probably see in the first few rows or so, he could see longtime fans of the band maybe with their children and maybe some of them with their grandchildren. And then he hears the roar of the crowd and he begins to play and sing and he hears the crowd singing back the words that he wrote to him. That had to be an overwhelming experience. And I think that shows that emotion shows in this song. So again, despite my proclivity not to like self-referential songs, I'm giving him a pass. And Jeff's reaction to the crowd reminded me of a concert I attended in the summer of 2021. It was a Night Ranger show at one of my favorite local venues. It was the first live concert that venue had hosted since March of 2020. So a lot of the people in the crowd, it was only 60% capacity at that time, but we were all excited to be there. And when the band took the stage, our enthusiasm showed. But what I didn't realize until that moment, listening to Jack Blade address the crowd, I never realized how much the band needs something like that. And not having performed for over a year, I never realized how much they feed off of that enthusiasm. And I can hear that in every word on time of our life. So, yeah, probably my favorite track on the album. I'll talk to you next week. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I liked this song. Wow, she liked it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash elopod. Next week, 
episode 201, Songbird. All she wanted was a quickie. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's a George Clinton song. I'm sure. Well, I've had the time of my... No, it's not that one. Not that shite.